Modern Mediocrity Podcast. Nights. I hope that you all are well. I hope that life is treating you well. Um, I hope that you are in a place where you can be receptive to what God is saying, to what he's doing, and also be in a place where you can receive um, the word that he's He's planted in, in, inside your heart. Um, and also the, the people that he's placed inside your life. I hope that you are being receptive to those people um, until the times that we're in. I hope that you're being kind to people uh, like you would like for them to be kind to you. I hope that the world um, that we see that's bad, we find the good. And I think sometimes it's so hard to find the good when it seems like all is so bad around us. But my challenge to you today before I get into the topic is even in the midst of all the bad, try to find some good. OK. Let's get it. So. Today's topic is going to be what does brokenness look like? And I want to expound on this really quick because I feel like this message, you know, is one that isn't talked about a lot, especially from the male spectrum, because we sometimes um, try our best to hide our pain, try to hide our hurts and, and the things that we struggle with, the things that uh, are tough for us as men. We try our best to um suppress those things because we don't want to be labeled you know as weak or or, or we we are having characteristics that a female have right and i i for the males that are listening i know that you can understand that because i've been told that all my life so i want to talk about what brokenness looked like because brokenness can look like so many different things and i think that we need to be able to identify what brokenness looked like because sometimes we think that brokenness is only outwardly but most times in every aspect of your life you can see a part of brokenness if you are able to identify what that looks like right and so today i want to give my synopsis on what i think uh, brokenness looks like the first point that i want to say when uh, one is broken um, most times they are isolated they are isolated in their 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 personal lives, they isolate themselves from the world, they isolate themselves from God. And because I think that you want to shield yourself and your mistakes from God as if he doesn't already know that you did it, as if he didn't already know why you did it, as if he didn't understand or as if he didn't know what you were going to do after the mistake, as if he didn't know everything that you were going to do. Right. So we try to isolate ourselves from God because we uh, feel shame and we think that he'll judge you. We think that. Uh, we feel like he's going to look at us like we look at us, which is wrong in every facet. And and we isolate ourselves from the, from the ones that we love because they may judge you and we think that they're going to judge you. And then we also we also don't want to have to ask questions or answer questions that you don't want to have to answer. 
And, I, and when we isolate ourselves, we put ourselves in a place where we have to deal with the things that we feel like we've done. And it's so bad and it's so hurtful and it's so painful. But you have no outlet. You have no outlet and then you have no one or no you don't have any any way to be able to see other than what you see. And that's where you you go wrong. And that's where brokenness continues, because in isolation there, if you are the one that's feeding yourself everything that you see, how can you see another perspective? You can't because you are the one feeding yourself this 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 mindset. You are feeding it to you because of the mistake that you made or because of the decision that you didn't honor or because the, or of your disobedience. You are the one that's feeding yourself this. So how can if you're feeding yourself this negativity, how can you get some positivity in there? It's not possible. So we isolate ourselves, isolate ourselves from people, isolate ourselves from God, isolate ourselves from 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 everything. And we feel like in that isolation, we are keeping people out. So that we can't put so that nothing can get in. But what you don't realize is the one thing that you keep you're, you're isolating yourself from may be the very thing you need. You may need a word. You may need advice. You may need you're going to need God. But those are the things that we isolate ourselves from and we keep ourselves from from feeling things and seeing things and processing because we're in isolation. And most times it's not because God isolated us. It's because we did it. We did it out of the fear of 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 facing whatever it is that we're facing. We, we isolate ourselves because we don't want to have to deal with it. We isolate ourselves because we don't want to have to tell people because we don't want to have to feel shame about what we did. So we isolate because that to, that feels better or that seems like a better idea to isolate than to deal with whatever it is that we we have going on. And I challenge you to not isolate. Be around people that love you. That can tell you about you, but you also have to be able to you have to also be able to understand that when they give this and most time it's probably going to be tough love. They're going to say things that goes totally against what you feel and how you feel and the way you see things. So it's going to be like a polar opposite of what you feel. But you have to be in a place where you can be receptive to that. Receive the fact that they're going to tell me something that I probably won't agree with, but it's probably the best thing for me because the things that I've been feeding myself aren't healthy. Another pointer in, in what brokenness look like is, <clears throat> excuse me, unhealed responses and actions. I don't think that people realize this enough. Sometimes you can tell how a person or if a person is broken by the way they respond to things. And I can and I can share that for myself because when someone talking to you, the way you answer sometimes, the way you answer can be from a, pr a place of brokenness. And you respond from a, a place of brokenness. Like, let's just say someone may say something to you, right? They may say, well, how are you today? Or what's going on with you? If they say what's going on with you, in your mind, you may take it defensively because you received what they said from a place of brokenness versus a place of, of wholeness. And they're... they're there, what's going on with you does not mean what's going on as if I'm challenging you or I want to say something to you that's that's demeaning or what's wrong with you like that. It's just they're asking what's going on as in how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? Right. What's going on with you? Would you like to talk about it? But sometimes in our responses, we can only see it from a, a place of brokenness because that's where we are. We are in a place where we are broken. We're in a place where we are we see things from that that mindset because that's where we are. That's where our mind is processing from that place of brokenness, not that place of whole. 
So we have to get to a place where we can heal that brokenness so that we can enter and we can respond and we can exemplify actions of wholeness and not actions of brokenness. And that's where the problem is. Because unhealed responses come from a place of the place where we aren't healed in. Like we, when something touches your heart, like I always say this, you know, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. But what if what I said was pain, but pain is in your heart. So your response is going to be from wherever that place that that response, that, 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 thing, that thing came from, right? It's going to touch the place where they, where they responded. And most times that's hurt. Or most time that's pain or most time that's shame or whatever it is that reached your heart in the place that it reached. You're going to respond from that place. That's what we're going to do. Another another aspect of brokenness is it's a lack of respect for your self-worth. When we are broken and when we're in a place of being broken, where we are in a place where we've we've gone through places or gone through things that broke us we don't respect ourselves because we feel as though the person that broke us and put us in a place that they didn't respect us so we start to deal with ourselves like that we start to look at ourselves as if we're not respectable or we're, we, we weren't being respected so i'm going to see me how this person saw me and so in turn you're going to start doing that because you see you how they see you not necessarily how it's supposed to be seen or not necessarily how God sees you. You just see you through their lens, not even through your own. So you start identifying with that. You start identifying with someone else's view of you. And so you won't request that someone respects you because you don't respect you. And that is definitely from a place of brokenness. Brokenness. You can't respect you because you don't see you as a whole person. You don't respect where you're going because you only see where you are. You can't respect what you what you want to do or where you're trying what you're trying to do because you only know what you've done. You can't get past where you are, so you can't go to where you need to be. Another thing that I want to talk about when looking at what brokenness looks like is you can't truly give the love that you want to give or even receive the love that you want to receive. Because you are afraid that that love will end like the love that broke you before. I am. I was a product of that. I can honestly say that I was a product of that. And I sometimes exemplify that we will push people away that are actually meant to help us because we are responding to them from a broken place. We are looking at them from a broken place. We are channeling our hurt and our pain and our brokenness. To a person that may just bring that may just their their whole point may not be to love you for the rest of your life, but to make you see that everyone isn't bad and that your brokenness doesn't have to be. It can it can be something different. But when we respond out of brokenness, when we when we act out of brokenness, when we live out of that broken place, then we see things broken. For one second, imagine a mirror, right? A whole mirror. If you're looking at this mirror right now, you can see your whole body, everything from your, your face. If you got a full body mirror, your face, your shoes, everything, right? But if you crack that mirror, push it down and crack it, you can see 
bits and pieces of everything, but it's going to be distorted, right? It's distorted because it's not whole. That's how it is looking at ourselves when we're looking at ourselves from the difference between a whole mirror where you're able to see everything, every part of every, 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 every nook and cranny in this one, one picture versus seeing things in broken because it's distorted and maybe a part missing. You can't see this part because it's gone. And that's how it looks You, when you're living in a place of brokenness. Brokenness deters our mindset. Brokenness keeps us from going to where we need to go. Brokenness puts us in a place where we are acting in deficit. We are responding in deficit. We are living and being in a deficit. You can't be in addition to somebody because you're acting like you're acting like you're subtracting from them. And it's not even an act. It's who you are. It's where you are in your life because you haven't taken the time to deal with the thing that broke you, to deal with the issue that broke you. You're living out of brokenness versus living out of wholeness. And there's so many things that's wrong with that because I, I often say this because I truly believe this now. We, as in people, everyone, are meant to help someone. We're all we're meant to help someone, whether it's to help them see them for who they are or help them or catapult them into where they're going to be. But we ought to be helpless one to another. And I say that all the time because I truly believe it. And sometimes you are the catalyst for another person getting to where they need to be. It may be your strength. It may be your resilience. It may be your perseverance. It may be your aura. It may be your your personality. It could be your 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 knack for success. It could be your intellect. It could be any unlimited possibilities of of things that it could be. And your brokenness can delay someone else's destiny because you won't fix what's broken. You won't face what's broken. You'd rather live in brokenness and living every day beyond or not beyond, below where you're supposed to be than to take some time to fix the thing that broke you so that you can be who you need to be. So that you can help the person that's waiting on you to become who they need to become. Not saying that God can't use somebody else, but God chose you for that. God chose you to help this person become who they wanted, who they're supposed to become. Because he thought enough about you to say, you know what? I'm going to use you. Use that childhood trauma. Use that molestation. Use that hurt. Use that pain. Use that poverty. Use that, that, that mindset that you had. I'm going to use that to fuel you. I'm going to use that to, to help this person see that they overcame it, that you overcame it, and they can overcome it because you did. The only thing that's stopping you is you and your ability to not want to face it. I, I used to say this all the time um, when I refer to men. I talk to men a lot. And the one thing that I refer to, I said, one of the worst things in the world is 
to look in the mirror as a man and I like what you see, but you're afraid to fix it. And that's what brokenness looks like. That's brokenness. Looking at yourself in the mirror, knowing that it's something wrong, but afraid to fix it because you don't want to relive that pain. You don't want to relive that trauma, but yet you're living it every day. But you thinking that facing it is, is making you relive it. You're living it every day and don't even realize it. You're living it in your responses. You're living it in your actions. You're living it in your, your lack of respect for yourself and lack of respect for others. Lack of respect for your time on this earth. Lack of respect for uh, people, things. You're living it every day, but you think that facing it is hard. The one thing that we don't want to do is look back 20 years from now and live with regret and being in a place that we were never designed to stay in. You don't have to be broken. You don't have to stay broken. If you are broken, okay, that's fine. That's, that's fine. You're allowed to be in your place of brokenness. But my request today is don't stay there. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to live in that place. You may visit to see where, how, how to help someone else get out of it, but you don't have to stay in brokenness because that's not of God. God wants a whole being because the places or the things that we keep near and dear to our hearts are the very things that can keep God out of it because God can heal what you won't give him. He won't heal. He can't heal it because you won't give it to him. So I hope that you all have gotten something from this message and things that I share. I hope that you will continue to listen. I hope that you'll continue to evolve with me, grow with me. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. And y'all have an amazing, amazing day. It's modern. Thursday, people. Um, I pray that today you are met with uh, love. You are met with with hope. You are met with with excitement. You are met with a totally different perspective of what life is. Um, a totally different perspective of what love is. A totally different perspective of what um, is to come. Today, I really just wanted to um, give a shout out you know, to my first uh, superhero. I wanted to highlight her because I felt like it was important. You know, she's been pivotal in these past few weeks for me, for my mind space, for my heart's posture, for um, 
going forward, even when I feel like giving up, she has been instrumental um, in that space. And I wanted to um, give her her flowers now and not have to wait. Um, I always tell my brother this um, all the time because my, I don't think my brother was one to be, you know, very uh, emotionally expressive. But he and I started a relationship, right? And I, t I, I tell him now, I said, one day when I'm gone, you'll never have to question if I love you. And that's kind of how I deal with my kids. And, and I do that with my sister, but I'm not as vocal now. And I think that I need to be more vocal, right, with her pretty much um so to you miss uh renata elisha butler um i this is a audible thank you um an audible letter to show you that i see you that that i love you that i'm thankful for you there are so many um stories that I can tell that are so embarrassing, but I won't. Not today anyway. I'll save that for Facebook probably one day. Um, but today, this is simply to tell you thank you for being you. Um, there are so many times that I, I tell you, you know, what I see in you. And I know that you don't always see, you know, yourself in that spectrum because sometimes it's hard for us to see us, you know, in that light. Um, it's hard for us to see us the way that people see us. Uh, and I know that because it's hard for me to see me how you see me sometimes. But I wanted to share what I see with you and, you know, my listeners, of course, through my eyes. You are. You're dope, queen. You are dope. You are a good person. You are the first person that I remember connecting with, right? Like on every level, right? Like you were my first friend, you were my first enemy, <laughs> my first fight. Um, man, the first person that that showed me that if, I, if you go to war, I'm gonna go to war right beside you. And I don't think that as a kid, we really understand what that means to have somebody to go to war with you, not really understanding the dangers that's ahead, but standing there in the gap with you because what you go through, they go through too. And I don't think that I understood the magnitude of that growing up. Now I do. I understand what that means now for someone to stand beside you, for someone to stand beside you and be there no matter what consequences come, they are there because they choose to be there and there because that's what the heart is telling them to do. Uh, and I appreciate that now more than ever. Thank you for listening to me when I need to, to let it all out. Thank you for listening to me when I need to cry, when I need to, to vent, when I need to say things that hurt me sometimes it may hurt others if I say it out loud before I say it to them but thank you for listening and giving me a different perspective the one thing that I want you to see is how beautiful your heart is that is probably the best thing about you other than your sense of humor because you're really funny 
I don't tell you that enough. You're really, really funny. You ugly, but you're funny. Like, you're real ugly. Like, ugly, ugly. Like, you, you ain't the ugliest person on earth, but if they died, you you you, you up next. <laughs> you, you up. That's it. <laughs> Ooh, that was funny. That was funny. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm playing. Um, but man, you are dope, man. Like, you have an amazing heart. You got one of the best hearts that I've, I've ever seen. One of the best hearts. Because I've met some really good hearts. Some people with some really good hearts. But you are one of them. Um, you're amazing. I hate, I hate that your heart hasn't been placed into the right man's hands yet. I hate that the man that's supposed to show you what love really looks like. Um, the man that's supposed to show you what, what shelter looks like what peace looks like, what protection looks like. I pray that for you every day. The one thing that I really want to show is your loyalty to people. You're loyal to the ones you love. You're loyal to your family. You're loyal to the ones that you give your allegiance to. And that's so admirable. That's so dope. I just want to show you that, that I see you. That I appreciate you, that I honor you, and I simply tell you thank you. I don't have to tell you what I'm telling you thank you for. You already know it. Thank you. Because that moment in time saved my life. That phone call saved my life. That 10 minutes of Letting everything that I felt out save my life. And I want to verbally tell you thank you. I wanted the world to wanted the world to know how much I appreciate that moment. I'll probably never forget that moment for the rest of my life. Keep being you. Keep being the person that God made you, even if people don't see it, even if they don't understand who you are, even if they you try to use you. For their own purposes, though I know that's not right. I'm not saying let them use you. But what I'm saying is don't allow a one person see and use as manipulation to make you change who you truly are. Because you're dope just like you are. You're amazing just like you are. This will probably be a series. I'll probably do this for the next couple of weeks for the people that matter the most to me. Um, I just want to start with you first. Because of what you've been to me. Because of how I saw it. I will share this one story though. <laughs> Remember when we were younger and uh, you, 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 mama told you to clean up? And I don't, I don't think I was helping. I think I forgot what I was doing, but I was doing something. And man, you must have beat me to sleep that day. You, you beat me up so bad, Lord. I got my revenge back to people, just FYI, you know, but. Man, you beat me up so bad that day. <laughs> you beat me up so bad and put me out the house with no clothes on and a sheet. I remember running from <laughs> from my mama's from mama's trailer at the time all the way down to, to my Jean's house, and the whole way down there. I'm talking. About, I don't think I stopped for for air. I just ran the whole way, all the way down there and told on you. <laughs> but it was so funny. On the way there, I was like, you know what? Wait till I grow. Wait until I grow. I'm a I'm gonna beat her down. I grow up. <laughs> Wait till I get some size. I beat you up too. Remember that? 
I, I ain't proud of it now, but I was proud of it back then. I was real proud of it. I guess because it wasn't about the fact of me beating you up, because I don't, I didn't do that. But like when you look up to somebody and you like, you get the best of them. It's like, oh, I feel good because I got the best of the person that's been getting the best of me. You look at them because they are the best that you've seen, right? They're the best that you know. And for me, that was you growing up. You were the best that I knew. You were the best that I had seen. And the fact that I got the best of what I thought was the best made me feel good about myself. All in all, Queen, I love you. I'm thankful that I get to be your little brother. I'm thankful that I get to call you and that I get to share my life's dreams with you, share my hopes, share my aspirations, simply share my heart without judgment, without persecution, but simply love and laughter. And I'll cherish that forever. I guess I'll sign out now. Um, <laughs> I got some things I need to take care of. Listeners, if y'all have someone that um, don't have to be a superhero, don't have to be someone you've known all your life, but someone that you admire, someone that you look up to, someone that you care about, don't wait until it's too late to say what you could have said today to a person that's no longer here. Okay, have a great day. I love you always. Modern Mediocrity Podcast. It's modern.